You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top, researching rookies a lot. No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, culture didn't pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round all right so we have made it to week 16 and our fantasy football championship games and week we are going a little bit earlier today as christmas is on friday so dennis is here as is matt we are going to preview the entire week 16 nfl slate Hopefully help you make some good decisions to get you that elusive championship. I am in nine. Uh, still one pending at the moment. Uh, we'll figure out how that's going to work. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get at least a little bit of championships this week. Uh, Matt, how is uh, your fantasy season rolling out for you? Well, I made it uh, in five championships, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And also, you know, I think – it's fitting that in a 2020 where the NFL has managed to play a regular season game on every day of the week at some point that we have managed to now do a podcast on every day of the week at some point. Yeah. Dennis, how about your season? What are you looking at going into week 16? I have one championship and four third place games. I'm, I'm still holding out hope on a stat correction, much like yourself. Uh, well, I don't uh, think I'm getting my I'm behind by .92 because on that very last drive, Ben Roethlisberger decided to roll out to his right, and instead of throwing it five yards to an open Deontay Johnson, he threw it six yards to a covered Juju Smith-Schuster for an incompletion. So that chapped my well, ass pretty good. 
if Mac gets a stat correction, it's probably not going to help his championship cause. Yes, it will hurt me, but that's okay. I, I just want this to be taken care of. It's very like like I said the the other the other guy who is in this tie with me is like tweeting at the NFL and everything like. It's not that serious to me. I'm okay with whatever happens, but I just don't think we're going to get it. Everything really seems to say that he's got three catches for 15 yards, and that's what MFL has his points at. So I don't know where the stat correction is going to come from. But well, if it does, the stat correction can come from any game, not just the Monday night game. Oh yeah, so. well, I guess that's true. I don't know if if the stat correction comes and it helps me, great. If not, it looks like. Right now, based on our league voting, we will both be playing in the championship weekend against the other opponent. So, I mean, I guess I won't, uh, you know, it just gives Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones another chance to take me over the top. So, I'm, you know, not going to. Not gonna worry about it either way. Either I'm playing for second place, or I'm playing, or I'm playing for first place, or I'm playing for third eventually here. So, anyways, we've got the entire week 16. We've got one game on Friday. Three on Saturday, including one on Amazon Prime, which, uh, you know, the more me and Matt were talking about it yesterday, the more I've realized that is going to be a little bit annoying because I'm going to have to either watch that on my laptop or phone. There's no way to actually watch that on TV. Or is there? You don't have Amazon 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 Prime? Prime. I do, actually. Let me tell you, I discovered something in the last week when I was lazy and just on my Roku. I watched both Monday Night Football on the ESPN app, and I watched the Thursday Night Game on the Amazon Prime app. And my God, the clarity of the picture was better than my satellite package. I, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. When I when I put up all my stuff on uh, YouTube TV, whenever I'm watching on my laptop or phone, I tend to be start watching those games more than I do my my actual TV that I've got up for Red Zone because I can't have the. I mean, I can put Red Zone on my computer, but I can't use Red Zone on my big TV because it's connected to my satellite dish as well because of obviously having to have direct TV, but. Then you've got the, obviously the rest of the games. We have a Monday night game, right? This next week that there's no Monday night football game, is that correct? No, there's Monday night this week, but not in week 17. Yeah, it's just that late Sunday night game, which is usually like some big flex for would maybe possibly be Brown Steelers, depending on what happens this weekend. So excited, exciting, exciting times in NFL and fantasy football. So let's kick it off with the Christmas Day game here. We got the 6-8 and eight Minnesota Vikings at the 10-4 and four New Orleans Saints. For the Vikings, Kyle Rudolph and Alexander Madison are questionable. Uh, obviously going up against a good passing defense now in the Vikings over the past four or five games. You're starting Dalvin Cook. There's no doubt about that. What are your guys' thoughts on Thielen and Jefferson with the Vikings and possibly Kirk Cousins? I think you're rolling Thielen and Jefferson out. If I mean, you're in the championship game. Thielen and Jefferson have both performed pretty well all season long. They're, you know, what, top 15 wide receivers. And I think they're actually top you know, 12, aren't they? I was ballparking. No, I'm, I'm so, just saying, I, mean, I, I actually think they're the, both top 12. Thielen for sure is. I'll check I'm it. pretty sure Jefferson is as well, because I was kind of surprised when someone brought up how, like, I know he's been doing good, but when they were like, oh, yeah, well, he's like a top, I think, 12, I was like, really? Like, I didn't realize he's been that good. Well, I mean, Jefferson has been getting the catch volume and the yardage volume, and Thielen has been getting the touchdowns, and so they're both performing – really really well and you know i i'd even be inclined to roll out irv smith with no uh rudolph rudolph you know 
Cousins is what Cousins is, and and if New Orleans so ESPN, puts up points, ESPN shows Jefferson as eight and Thielen as twelve in standard PPR. I'll pull up. I'll pull up. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, the other one that with PPR stuff. Continue, Dennis. I'll look real quick. So you know, they, I I feel like as good as New Orleans defense is, their offense is pretty good as well and can put up some points even without Michael Thomas. So it, it'll be a situation where Minnesota is likely playing a little bit of catch up, and they're going to have to probably put up at least thirty points to win this game. So I'm, you know, do I think Smith will be tight end five? Maybe not, but he's certainly going to probably be a top 12, top 14 tight end. Uh, Yeah, so PPR scoring, uh, they're the same. Jefferson is eight and Thielen is 12. So Kirk Cousins doing it again, supplying two wide receivers, putting two wide receivers in top 12. That's a... And I know he's having a good year too, of course. Like after I, I finally get rid of him and give up on old Captain Clutch, he comes through for you. And what is he sitting at right now? He's 11. So he's a top 12 asset. Well, yeah, I like to call on Irv Smith. Uh, you know, we talked about him a couple years ago, hoping he'd finally break out. He's had a couple good games this year, most being with uh, with Kyle Rudolph being out as well. So hopefully with Rudolph being out, he'll have a, have a good game here. I'm with you, though. Firing up to you when you're firing up Jefferson. Well, Rudolph's not officially out. He's He's questionable, but he's been limited practices and also playing against New Orleans. I, I'm not going any deeper than the than the three star players. All right, fair enough, fair enough. On the Saints side, Traquan Smith is questionable with an ankle. Aside from Kamara, who are you trusting from the Saints team in your championship game? You know, they got to get points from somewhere, right? I mean, you would think they, so. So it, it it's uh, Emmanuel Sanders and Traquan Smith. Is Smith injured? I know Callaway is. They said ready uh, to come back. yeah, Smith, questionable with Smith an ankle. is questionable with an ankle injury. He has not been practicing. And then you know Jared Cook, who's their third receiver if uh, Quez Callaway is out? I forget. Uh, isn't it the, the punt return? Austin Carr. Uh, well, yeah, Deontay, Deontay Harris injured too. I mean, oh, that's wow. let's look. Taysom, I'll look. Taysom Hill's probably their third receiver at this point. In time. Yeah, there's yeah. there's nothing that gift of professional football can't do. Let's see. I don't know about that, but uh, let's little see. Jordan Humphrey. That's right. He caught the touchdown oh, yeah. earlier this week. We were talking about him. Yeah, little Jordan Humphrey would be the third. You know, and the Saints are middle of the road against the tight end, so that doesn't. That that bodes okay for for Irv Smith. It's uh, where's Minnesota? Uh, anyways, Jared Cook. You know, this could be a Jared Cook game it, because they don't have anybody else. So it's Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook. Is uh, Latavius Murray gonna? You know, will they put run more two back set with Murray and Kamara on the field at the same time? You know, that could be an approach for them to take as well. Uh, I don't think you're starting Murray expecting top 24 numbers, but he, he'll definitely be flex-worthy, I would expect. And I don't know that Sanders will be a, you know, top 20 wide receiver, but he should – it'll be a situation where Breeze is going to spread the wealth around, and, and that'll be tough for fantasy. But they're going to – got to get their points from somewhere. 
Yeah, and last, last week uh, they used Latavius Murray actually in some screen passes and stuff. He caught a touchdown. So to me, he still has some some flex value. I, I might feel better about him than little Jordan Humphrey if I was pressed. It's inter- It's a bummer to me a little bit that Traquan is questionable or banged up because it seemed like when Michael Thomas was out earlier in the season, he had good chemistry with Breeze. Um, but last week I, I was happy with – he seemed to have chemistry with Sanders, and this is obviously a, a much uh, weaker defense they're playing against. So hopefully we can go back to superstar Alvin Kamara status rather than just uh, good Alvin Kamara status. Yeah, for me it's just Kamara. I don't I don't think I could trust putting any of these other guys in. If if I'm pushed to put in maybe Emmanuel Sanders or Cook, I'd do it. Uh but I think at this point I'm I'm just trying not to lose and I feel like throwing a throwing a Hail Mary as good as, as Smith was with Breeze. I feel like Smith is kind of a Hail Mary play. Now granted you might have to depending on your league type or who was all available. You 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 never know how some people's teams look, but I think comfortable the only one I'm starting is Kamara. I am picking the Saints to win this game. What about you guys? Saints. Yep. All right. The Amazon Prime game, the 9-5 and five Tampa Bay. Wait, it's not. That's not, it's the other one. I'm sorry. The no, nine and, NFL Network. They yeah. dumped the uh, 49ers Cardinals on Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Makes sense. Spare the 49ers. Yeah, that, that's, what I, that's what I forgot. Uh, so uh, the, the late game here, 9-5 uh, and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the 5-9 and nine Detroit Lions for Tampa Bay. Rojo is doubtful again for this week. Obviously, Fournette stepped in last week and played really good. Uh, do you trust starting him again this week? And as me and Matt discussed earlier in the week, they have a glutton of, uh, of wide receivers here who can put up fantasy points. So which ones are you trusting to pull it out for you this week? Well, I think that uh, this is a great game to start Tampa assets. And uh, Fournette should be able to uh, – he's probably the top tops my list. Um, you know, he's along with being the Tampa nickel running back. Uh, with Rojo out, he's also the guy carrying the ball, so he should get plenty of touches. I like Evans. Uh, I think Evans is the top dog when it comes to that receiving core, um, so it'll probably be a Scotty Miller game. Or Antonio Brown gets like three touchdowns just to make us <laughs> all yeah. I'll roll our eyes. Um, I, I do kind of like Fournette. He got two touchdowns last week against Atlanta, and this is not a much better um, rush defense. Apologies to our friend Dennis there. I know you you like Detroit. Hopefully, it is they'll get what some it is, defensive man. linemen. Um, so it seemed like when they were getting close, they were happy to give Fournette the ball and let him pound it in, which is kind of a bummer for all the receivers, if you ask me, but especially Evans and Gronk because they had been that short yardage red zone group. I still, I'm probably with Dennis, and I think you said this the other day, Evans is probably the one I feel the best about. Um, yeah. I have Godwin in a couple of places, and I'm rolling the dice. I did it last week, and at least we got a touchdown, so. Yeah, I'm I'm fine firing up for an Ed. It doesn't look like Vaughn's really going to be involved in this offense much this year. Uh, they didn't give a single snap to McCoy, which was kind of surprising, at least with the way Arians has handled his running backs uh, earlier in the year. So I'm all in on Fournette as well. If you've got him, you might as well play him now because you're not really going to get another chance, I don't think, uh, next year. We probably will get a chance next year, but who knows where he goes. And not with Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, I, I'll continue to say as much as it hurts my heart. This is definitely the year that fantasy has just given me the big middle finger like Josh Jacobs did all of us a couple of weeks ago because of Mike Evans having a year, Amari Cooper having a year. I'm sticking with Mike Evans. He's Whether it's him getting the catches in the yards in one game and then touchdowns in the other, he just seems to be the most consistent of the three. I think Godwin would be the second one for me. I trust him more over Antonio Brown and Miller, but Evans would be the one I would expect to, to be able to put up the points for you this week. Uh, I've got a question sent to me on Twitter. I'll ask you guys. Uh, let's get the Detroit side first, though. So Galladay is listed as questionable. If he plays, would you guys start him? I mean, if he plays, you got to start him. But I can't imagine they're going to play him now. Like, yeah. what's the point? And and I get, I get the the tough guy got to be there for my team. Stafford's doing it. I get all of that, but I mean, shit. It's been it's a it's a lost season at this point. But if he plays, you got to play him if you're rostering him. I mean, I'm gonna go the other way. If he's active, I'm not playing him. He he just hasn't been out there that much. And Tampa Bay has a pretty good. Secondary uh, last week they struggled with Ridley, or they let Ridley go for a lot. But the week before they smothered Jefferson and Thielen. Yeah, uh, you know Kenny Galladay with that hit, that hip's been bothering him all year. It said he's still barely practicing. I mean, if they fire him up, I guess it's just maybe so he can get some of the roster or the you know active incentives in his contract or something. I. I don't know why you would play him at this point, and I wouldn't trust him. I, I need to see it. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I, I kind of side with you, Matt. I, I love Galladay, and if it was anything else where maybe he's only missed like a week or two, I'd fire him up in a heartbeat because he's, he's. Uh, I think one is still one of the best wide receivers in the league. The fact that he's missed what six weeks now in a row, seven weeks, I just. Yeah, I'd be terrified for him to just go in there. And if it takes one more hit on that hip, you put him in, maybe he gets you one catch. Maybe even if that catch is a touchdown, then pulled out. I just, I think you, you've obviously gotten or to ends up being Keenan Allen from Thursday night where he was out yeah. there and maybe gets one or two catches, but mostly he's out there to draw coverage. Yeah. Like you've gotten to this point without him. So you've proved that you don't need him. I think at this point, I'd rather play the safe bet and not use him. So I, w- I would kind of fade using him as well. Um, obviously Hawkinson was good up until last week. How do you guys feel about him and Swift? Are those the only two guys that you're playing even with the, with the great game by Marvin Jones last week? Well, I've got Marvin Jones going in a consolation game. Um, I think Jones has shown to, to be pretty consistent and he does have some upside. Uh, a lot of it just comes down to the matchup with this game. It's going to be, you know, Detroit's just not playing very well this year. Uh, Stafford's dinged up. It, 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 it's all about what are my options. So, you know, I've got a situation where I have uh, – I'm choosing between Breeze, who's playing with the ribs and doesn't have the zip on his ball, and Stafford, who's playing on a bad team and, and playing injured as well. It's like who – who, you know, for me, I, I feel like I'm going to go with Breeze because I feel like that team is going to have to score some more points. 
They've got better weapons. They're playing the Vikings. Yeah. And and so it's like, you know, that to me seems to be a better option for me. Yeah, I mean, I think Swift and Hawkinson are the upside plays based on what they've done this season. It's not a great matchup, but if you're – you know, you got to kind of roll with it. We talked about on Monday. I, I played Hawkinson in a playoff game last week, and that one point eight points was was tough to take. Part of the reason I got knocked out, but he's he's been a top five option at the position this season. I think you're you're playing him. Uh, you know, and Swift has been the best uh, explosive option in their backfield. Um, but I'm probably not taking a chance on like a Marvin Jones or anyone else down the line. Yeah, I'm I like we talked about it on Monday obviously with Hawkinson's performance. You're still playing him. He, he's he's probably as I mentioned on that show and I'll say it again here probably for me going to be in that elite tier moving forward of tight ends. I, I think he's up there with Kittle, Andrews, Kelsey. Uh, so I, I'm playing him. It was a bad game, but outside of that, like Matt, you just said, he's been great all year long. He's been a top five tight end. You're playing Swift. They, they seem to have been – they were moving to or using him a lot more before, obviously, the injury, and then whether it was sickness, COVID, we never really got an exact answer on that, but he missed time for that and then came back and was absolutely dynamic last week. I, I don't under, care who he's playing uh, defensive-wise because he catches the ball out of the backfield and he can run the ball. So you're putting Swift in your lineup. So is there any, before you pick, is there any concern with Daryl Bevel possibly being out because of COVID tracing? No. And the quarterback's coach being the play caller. Who who did they say? I thought they said Daryl Bevel was going to coach. Did they not? Uh, No, he's looking, he's he's, uh, isolating right now. Let's see. I thought they were. Let's see, it would be... Sean Ryan would be likely call off the offensive plays if Bevel gotcha. isn't can't coach on Saturday. See, I thought they were saying that he was moving toward pop or being able to coach. I, I mean, no, for me, I wouldn't. I, I'd still play Swift. I don't understand why they would if a new coach came in. They're like fire up Adrian Peterson. I would still go Swift. I mean, I, I guess I'd put it this way: I would much rather lose my championship game with Swift on in my starting lineup and him only getting me, say, six points because they decided not to use him than lose my fantasy championship because I was like, you know what, they might not use Swift, and then Swift goes off on my bench for like 20-plus points again because that, for me, with the way Swift's playing, I feel like it's indefensible to not have him in your lineup unless you're rolling out Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, and who am I missing off the top of my head who's been one of the better backs in the in the league Derek right Henry. now? Derrick Henry, Kamara, unless you're rolling out guys like that over him. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You're good. Roll those guys out. Don't go Swift. But if you're sitting there and you drafted Swift as like your RB2 and you're like, oh, maybe I should go Peterson, I think you've got to just go Swift. And if it doesn't happen to him, that's been fantasy football for a lot of us this year. So it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, I am taking the Buccaneers, though, to win this game. What about you guys? Me as well. All right, so I mentioned I got a question on Twitter. It's a defense question, but I'd, I'd be curious to get what your guys' answer is. So I uh, said we're doing two-week playoffs. Which defense uh, would you guys use, Bills, Miami, Indy, or the Bears? He has the Bills in his lineup from last week. 
So I'm trying to look. Let's see. So Miami Bears, plays Bears have Jacksonville. So Bears have Jacksonville. The Dolphins Miami have or Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders. Yeah, I don't know. Indy has Pittsburgh. So I probably and the Bills have the Patriots. I'm probably just sticking with the Bills. Yeah, for me it'd be Bills or Bears, and I think I'd stick with the Bills, especially with this yeah. bad game. Who are the Bears have? Uh, they've got um, oh, two, the uh, Jags. Jacksonville, Jacksonville. The Jaguars. I just had it here. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, I mean, why, why would you – what's the argument for the Bills versus the Patriots instead of the Bears because versus they've the just been so Because they've been so bad. The, I mean, the Patriots have been probably just as bad as Jacksonville, especially Cam Newton. And I think if they bench him and go to Stidham, that probably only helps that defense. That defense has been good. I doubt they're going to pull Cam. Uh, I just think the Patriots have been weak, and it looks like Harris may not play again. They don't. They don't excite anything, and I think Buffalo is going to blow them out. Well, because I mean, you got two Buffalo still playing for that second seed, so they're still going out there and playing. I know Chicago actually playing for a playoff spot. Buffalo has the second seed; they just got to keep winning. Yeah, that was the whole when oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Buffalo they went up. So now, if they win out, no one can touch them. So I think they're going to be plus. They they officially won the AFC East last week, but I think there's a piece of them that this is their. Oh yeah, they want to beat the Patriots. taking their divisional lap. Yeah. I mean, my, my thing is I wouldn't put it past the Jags to find a way to win this game and screw the Bears and their playoff hopes and then screw themselves right back out of Trevor Lawrence after they just got him. So Doug, I, I, Doug, Doug Marone will be fired before he leaves the stadium if he allows this team to win. Yeah, well, he's trying to win, though. So, I, I mean, I don't think there's a wrong answer in those two. I just think I'd stick with the Bills. They, they've been good all year long. I think it's a perfectly fine matchup. I don't think – Cam Newton in that offense does not scare me at all into putting up a ton of points. So, and I, I, so that's just my opinion. What, uh, what, where would you go, Dennis? Would you go Bears? I feel like the – I'd probably stick with, with the Bills, but it, it's, it's pretty close. Part of, part of it is uh, – I feel like the Jags, especially if Minshew is playing, you know, they don't have anything to lose – and Marone doesn't have anything to lose. And it's not necessarily about winning as opposed to putting up stats that are going to hamper your fantasy defense. So, you know, that being said, I, I guess I, I like I like the Jaguars offense better than I do the, the Patriots offense at this point. So I guess yeah. the Bills are the way to go. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, we'll obviously talk about it when we get to it. There's actually a shot that Mike Glenn, Mike Glennon might play. So they're, uh, Doug Marone came out today and said they're competing all week to see who will be the starter. So that'll, I guess, we'll find out here. And if they're really competing, shouldn't they go back to was Luton was the one that was the worst? Shouldn't that be the one that they should be competing to throw out there? Well, I'm sure if they had a GM, that's who he'd want to be playing. He'd find a way to get Gardner Minshew and Glennon on uh, on the COVID list for the next two weeks and throw Luton out there. But they don't have a GM anymore. All right, so the Amazon Prime game, the 5-9 and nine 49ers at the 8-6 and six Cardinals. Mullins is out, which also, uh, Matt, makes sense why they made the move yesterday. I don't know if you – he's having surgery, so that's probably why they went out and picked up Rosen. They wanted someone to back up Beathard because Beathard is starting. Yeah. Uh, but Mullins out. Sam, oh, Samuel and Mostert out as well. Kittle is doubtful. 
We'll save Kittle for a minute. Outside of uh, obviously, you're playing Ayuk with what he's been uh, mostered out. You know, we technically still have Tevin Coleman there. I'm pretty sure Jarek McKinnon is still technically alive and on the roster. But is it just Jeff Wilson that you're willing to trust, or are you trusting him to be in your lineup this week for the 49ers? Not if I can help it. Um, in in part because we've seen San Francisco seemingly have a running back lined up to be the guy and for some inexplicable reason give some other running back a bunch of touches and let him rack up 125 yards and two touchdowns. So I, I think it's probably less about trusting Jeff Wilson and more about trusting Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I do think Wilson probably doesn't quite have the athleticism of, you know, Mostert or Coleman or um, McKinnon. But in that offense, it's less about athleticism and more about executing the plays. And I think that's why uh, Wilson works there so well. But any of the, those backs have all settled into that Shanahan running game. So in a perfect world, yes, I would trust Wilson. But because Kyle Shanahan doesn't care about our fantasy teams, man, it's a tough, it's a tough ask. I mean, it's a decent matchup, and Wilson was arguably the better running back when they were both in there. I guess it depends on my options. Um, you know, whether you think Wilson's going to get a touchdown. I, I feel better about him knowing that Mostert's out because it seems like I don't know what Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman did other than not be incredibly great, but they seem to have fallen out of the rotation. Yeah, I think for me, Wilson, if I don't have to use him, I'm not. If I do use him, I'm probably only expecting 40 to 60 yards and hoping for a touchdown. Like, I'm not expecting a massive game out of Wilson. So you're hoping for like a. 10 to 12 point day out of him. Kittle is doubtful, but there's been a lot of talk that he might play. They might actually get him out there this week. Doesn't really make much sense to me. The 49ers were eliminated last week. I don't see the reason enforcing your best offensive player outside of Ayuk onto the field. If Kittle does come and play, is there any trust for you guys to put him in your lineup at your tight end position? I mean, he's, he's the second best tight end in the game. As much as, uh, and arguably, in Dynasty, if you're doing a startup, he would be the the number one tight end off the board uh, just because Kelsey's, what, 31 years old now? Yeah. So, so, you know, I suppose in a Dynasty startup, there's a little reason to be worried about Kittle's injury history. But, man, the dude is just so good. I, again, it's... It, it, I guess is it are, – are you putting your trust in Kittle or are you putting your trust in Shanahan? That's really the question, I think. So, you know, I, I, I'd be hard-pressed. If, if I'm in the championship game and Kittle has been such a big part of getting me there, uh, I would be hard-pressed to leave him on my bench. Matt? Oh, you're muted. If Kittle plays, I would assume it's because they think he's, you know, healthy enough to contribute. And, you know, even at 75%, we've seen him put up some monster games. So I guess if 
if Kittle's active, I'm probably putting him out there because Arizona's defense doesn't strike me as the world's greatest. And I think San Francisco is trying to, to play to win and trying to play uh, to the spoiler role. Um, you know, if I have Kittle and he's active, I feel better about him that, than when we had this question with Galladay. Yeah, uh, I just, you know, I feel like this is if the Kittle if Kittle does go out there, it's going to be that he's going to put up like 20 points for you. So I, I just I've got to put him in my lineup. I trust that guy way too much. And even though I do trust him, uh, no, I'm sorry. We forgot to talk about Arizona. For Arizona, though, for me, you've got uh, Chase Edmonds and Larry Fitzgerald are questionable. Murray and Hopkins are the only guys that I am willing to start in my championship week. Would you guys trust putting anybody else in? No Dan Arnold for you? Not this week. I'm just not feeling the match yet. You know, Arnold is is definitely a desperation play, uh, and Kirk would be as well. I don't hate uh, – Kenyon Drake is, you know, an RB three. If uh, I, you know, he he just seems to to perform. He he gets by on that touchdown. He's he's like a two catch, fifty to seventy yard guy, and then he'll get you that touchdown. So he, he he's providing just enough, just enough fantasy points to to make him flex worthy. Uh, high end flex RB three kind of approach. Uh, as always, it's it's definitely about your options. But if I'm looking at you know Kenyon Drake or Latavius Murray in my flex spot, I'm probably going Drake because he's the starter. Um, but I, I also am not going to be surprised if Latavius Murray outscores him. So yeah, I guess what gives me pause is. You know, I was feeling pretty good about Drake for a couple of weeks, and then last week I was actually playing him, and he did next to nothing, and Chase Edmonds was the one that, that got the passes, got the touchdown, got in there. What scares me is with both those guys, if they're both active, I mean, Drake could still be the best play, or he could give you three points while Edmonds gives you 20. That's been the unfortunate reality, and in a championship game, I'm not sure how great I feel about that. Yeah, that's that's kind of my biggest fears is what Edmonds is doing. So assuming you have both of them on your team, would you feel comfortable? Which one would you feel more comfortable starting, Drake or Edmonds? Drake for me. Drake. I don't know if comfortable is the word I would use to well, describe it. You gotta pick one. Who are you throwing in? I probably Drake, but in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. So there you go. Yeah. What I'm worried about is not having any eyes to choose from. <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals to win this game. What about you guys? Cardinals for me. I don't remember who picked. My heart. You didn't San pick anybody. Oh, my heart San Francisco, um, but I'll probably pick the Cardinals. All right, the 9-5 and five Dolphins at the 7-7 seven and seven Raiders. Gasicki and Parker are questionable. Gaskin has been activated off the COVID-19 list uh, just literally about 30 minutes ago. So they did this earlier in the, in the year off, I think, the injured reserve with the knee injury. He went right into the starting lineup and played. So if he is active, how do you feel about him and Salvan Ahmed, who I feel like are now probably going to hurt each other? I'm not sure I feel comfortable playing either one. What about you guys? Well, earlier in the season when Gaskin was activated, Ahmed was out. 
And so it made sense for them to give him all those touches. Uh, I agree with you that uh, it's a situation where they're going to cannibalize each other and, and it's going to be uh, troubling to say the least if you have to start him. I think it, it kind of bumps Ahmed from an RB2 or Gaskin if Ahmed is out from a mid to high RB2, both of them down to flex considerations and rolling the dice. Uh because you, you don't know which one it's going to be. Uh, and a, the Raiders have a decent enough defense that it's likely going to not be both of them. This is the, this is the, uh, you know, like the Sophie's choice that we, we talked about. We have narrowly avoided all the time, you know, Ahmed was playing really great, and then Gaskin got activated, and Ahmed was unavailable with the shoulder, and then Gaskin went to COVID, and Ahmed came back. You know, from one standpoint, I'm interested to see how they play together, and it is a good matchup. The Raiders have not exactly had the greatest rush defense, but from another standpoint, I don't know. You know, we have no idea. They have not been on the field together throughout the season. How are they going to play together? How are the reps going to get split? And if you're talking about facing that in a championship game, that's, again, you know, I think once you get to this championship game, you probably have some pretty good options and solid yeah. options or you wouldn't have made it to the title game. So I think part of it is is limiting risk. And to me, it's a risk to play either of these guys because you don't know what the split's going to be. They can both have five points. They can both have 10 points. They can both have 20 points. Someone could have 25, one have five. It's going to be interesting to see. I think it'll give us an idea going forward, but this week's a gamble. Yeah, I think for me, my championship games, I'm just trying to go for the guys who I think are going to give me the most points. and not. I'm not shooting for upside when I say that. I'm shooting for the guys that I think are going to be consistent, give me points, and let the chips lay. What is it, chips go where they lay? Fall where they may. Fall where they may. Fall where they may. I was getting there. We we were going to get there eventually. So I do think that Ahmed would still be the better play because we've just seen it a lot. We we talked about it obviously a little bit, Matt, on Monday with the – Miles Garrett's interview about how COVID's still affecting him. If Gaskin did have COVID, which I don't know if he tested positive or it was just contact tracing, I, I honestly haven't looked. I wonder if maybe he's still not 100% healthy and good to go. So I, I would still probably play Ahmed, uh, but I wouldn't feel great about it. I'm going to be honest about that. Outside of Ahmed, are you trusting anybody else on this team? Uh, again, Raiders, it's a pretty good matchup. Maybe, maybe throwing Tua out there, but he doesn't have yeah. much to throw to. So outside of Tua, for me, I'm not trusting anybody. Ahmed would be, if I had to, I'm throwing him in my lineup, but I wouldn't feel great about it. Outside of Ahmed or Gaskin that you guys just talked about, do you feel comfortable with anybody else? You know, the, the receivers are – a hodgepodge right now and you you just don't know if it's not parker then you know they 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 cut my man crush antonio callaway so um you know maybe maybe that means kirk merritt's gonna christmas. get a shot no christmas present for dennis yeah so it's it's you, you know if gasicki's out adam shaheen or durham smith Smythe. uh you know, maybe worthy. I, I know Shaheen seems to be picking up some some playing time there, but uh, for the most part, it's too uh, uh, as a low end, you know, mid mid range QB two probably. That's pretty much it. 
Yeah, I think they're going to focus on the ground. So I, I don't think there's a receiver I'm feeling great about trusting. All right, pick one flex. Tony Pollard, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, Brandon Cooks. If I knew that uh, Zeke was out, I would be all in on Pollard. That's what I was going to say, but Zeke came back to practice today, so I, I don't know if that means he's going to be out or not. So I, I'm with Matt, Big T. If Zeke is announced, if they announce Zeke's not playing, it's Pollard easily for me. Assuming Zeke plays, lock it for me because I think DK gets uh, the Ramsey treatment. Yeah, but he kind of. Yeah, I'd probably go Cooks against the Bengals. See, and I'd go Carson, so you can completely split the room there. Uh, so, guys, just hope that Zeke is out. And then he yeah. clarifies that we're all on the power. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, that's tough. I don't know. Well, the tough thing is on a Wednesday trying to lock yourself into. Yeah. and But, I mean, we won't be live again until. Yeah. No, I know. About the time that you start trusting uh, Brandon Cooks is about the time that. Uh, Watson only has eyes for Aikens and Hanson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because Lockett hasn't been great either. Lockett's been struggling the past three or four weeks, too. So, I, I mean, the one, yeah, that's tough, man. Hope Zeke's out. That's what I'll say. I was, I was going for the Seattle player that was not facing Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey. All right, so on the, the Raiders side here, Rugs questionable, Renfro questionable, Carr questionable. Aside from Waller and then I guess possibly Jacobs, because I do think Jacobs has got a tough matchup, obviously, this Miami's defense. Uh, you starting anybody else? By the way, Carr not just questionable from an injury standpoint. He's just questionable, period. Uh, well, I mean, that is if true. Carr's out, if, if Carr's out, I mean, Mariota acquitted himself quite well. Yeah. I, you know, he, he, he'd be worthy of a start, in my opinion. Um, now, granted, the defense will have a week to have prepared for him. Um, but it's, it's Jacobs. It'd be, I'd, I'd be willing to start Mariota and comfortably in a super flex. Um, but wide receiver wise, you know, Aguilar. Is that that seems he seems to be the wide receiver one there. So. Miami has some nice corners though. Yeah, they do. I mean, I changed my mind. I'm, I'm reverting back on the no. I wouldn't start Aguilar. I was about to agree with you, and then I'm like, yeah, no, God, that defense is really good though. I think yeah. as, as good as Mariota looked, I think he helps. He helps Jacobs more than anybody else, especially with the way he was running the ball on Thursday night, which I think he oh. can probably still do against. Yeah. He did fairly well feeding Waller the baller, so I think you're all right with with Waller. And I'm with Dennis. If if I knew it was Mariota, I, I, he wouldn't be a terrible super flex option because he's going to run. And you know, I think the Raiders still motivated to win. Yeah, I mean, because they're uh, are they technically out? They're not technically out of it, right? They're still like they're the not, smallest of margins for them to get in. Uh, by the time this game kicks off, they might be. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Well, I don't think that's going to matter because I'm picking Miami to win. But what about you guys? Raiders. Miami for me. All right. How close are you two? And we'll save the picks for the very end because obviously, like I mentioned the other day, things have gotten very interesting, especially on my end. 
Well, hey, I just wanted it to be noted that uh, I took a lot of hate last week for some of my picks, like taking Dallas. I mean, I think that was you're welcome. You're welcome, like you're welcome America. No, there was I mean, a couple where De- Dennis was like, "Well, I guess we get a pick on you here. I guess we get." No, you didn't. I mean, I, I mean, know you, I had great. Week. You got I picked up a game. I didn't. I picked I didn't up a game. All of those games away. All right, so the four intended Atlanta Falcons are going up against the 13-1 Kansas City Chiefs. Julio questionable. Gurley, obviously, we talked about yesterday, was demoted. It is Ito Smith. If Julio is active, are you starting him? And do you like? are you willing to play Ito Smith as him being announced as a starter? What are your expectations for Ito if, as the starter? Nothing. I, mean, I, I don't. My expectation is that he stays on my bench. Yeah, that, that I mean, if I'm being honest, nothing. I don't want to start. Him, I don't want Ito Smith. I don't want Judge Ito. I don't want any Ito's this week. I mean, if I am starting him, I'm certainly not expecting peak Todd Gurley. So, um, you know, if I can avoid it by all means, I think I'd probably go Naheem Hines over Ito Smith. Yeah. Um, Julio's a tough one, man, because last week I think was the first week all season that Matt Ryan actually performed well without Julio in the lineup. That would be correct. And, and, and so, you know, Russell Gage did his Julio imitation instead of uh, disappearing. And, and it, you know, I, Gurley being demoted – uh, can you can you demote somebody that's playing that bad? Really? I mean, <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess you could. Yeah. So they're not going to get a ton out of the running game. Yeah. They're they're going to be they're going to be having to throw the ball. You know, they don't have the running game to to maintain possession of the ball. So Atlanta is going to have to be throwing it. They're going to have to be throwing it to somebody. So I guess if Julio's playing you could probably expect a flex worthy game out of him. I don't know if I'd expect peak Julio um, because it does seem like uh, Gur- uh not Gurley Ridley has sort of uh, ascended to that top spot. If for no other reason than he stayed healthy all season. Um, so it, it's, it, it's about the options again. Uh, Julio is, uh, you know, he's not fading like, um, AJ Green is faded. Uh, Julio, just when he gets injured, he's he's not on the field. He, he's not getting you points. Whereas AJ Green has been healthy this year, and when he's on the field, he's not giving you points. So I don't know. I'd probably try to avoid it. I think the most interesting thing about the the Gurley demotion is not that I want to start Edo Smith or I believe in Edo Smith. It's more that, you know, this one-year contract in Atlanta was kind of supposed to be a big maybe get right and and build up for Gurley and the way it's not gone that well and it's flaming out here. It almost feels like this is the end for him, uh, which would have precipitated decline from being like the number one overall pick in fantasy football and like the number one dynasty pick. I think it was 2018 that yeah. you know coming into that season and now three seasons later i can't even imagine it's hard to imagine what kind of a role or team he could even be on next year he's gonna be uh 2021's lamar miller yep yeah i agree not I, playing yes yeah. lamar, yeah. lamar yeah. miller has he'll, 
he'll spend some time on the practice squad. He'll bounce around. He'll, you know, he he's just in 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 part and mostly because the knee is just shot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, for Kansas City, we know Ceh is out. Are you guys willing to fire up Bell in his stead? Yes. Yeah, I think Bell will be good. I hope you're right because I feel like this is the game where Bell's going to get a lot of carries and then Darrell Williams is going to come in and steal those touchdowns and Bell's not going to come through for you. But I don't think you really have a choice, unfortunately. Uh, I'm, I mean, he looked good last week coming in. You got to have. Oh, yeah. You got to think this is part of the reason they picked him up. If they were happy with giving a ton of carries to Darrell Williams, they wouldn't have made that move. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree with you. It just it feels like this is the perfect Bell's going to screw you game. Uh, it's it's Hill Hill Kelsey and Mahomes is really all I trust. Uh, for me, I'm picking the Chiefs to win this as well. What about you guys? Yep, Chiefs. All right, so Miles Gaskin is coming off IR and he is playing the Raiders. You would you drop Mike Davis and put Gaskin in at the flex? I would not because I just don't know what to expect nope. out of Gaskin. I also think there's a chance that CMC does not play. So uh, they already ruled they, him out. They already ruled him out. Well, then Davis would be a much better play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would not. I like Gaskin a lot. I actually think Gaskin's better than Davis, but I just coming off COVID, we've seen a lot of these players here recently talking about how much it's really or really hurt them physically when it comes to being uh, conditioned and ready for the NFL games. I, I don't know how good Gaskin's going to be, so I would much rather roll with with Mike Davis there. The seven and seven Chicago Bears at the one and thirteen Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got Patterson questionable for the Bears. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson are obviously smashes in your lineup. They've been phenomenal, especially in this back half here. But what do you guys feel about Mitchell Biscuits? Man, I have True Biscuit my QB nine. Nice. Okay. I mean, Jacksonville sucks. And he's got a Rob. He's got Mooney. Cole Komet's coming on. David Montgomery. You, you, you know, we hear narratives all the time in fantasy football. Sure. Oh, such and such has a soft schedule here, or this or that. Well, it's playing out for for David Montgomery. He has been balling out uh, at the end of the season, where everybody's like, "Oh, get Montgomery mid season because his his." Fantasy playoff schedule is is killer. Well, and he's he's actually coming through and putting up the numbers. Uh, so I, I think that Mitch has the same issues he's always had. So there's going to be some terrible throws. Uh, but I mean, the Jaguars are terrible, and it, it it's. Uh, Gonna be what it is. Mitch will roll out. Nagy has decided for whatever reason to finally start to put Mitch into uh situations where he excels, like rolling out. Um Robinson will get his 10 or 12 targets. He's gonna give you the numbers. Uh Montgomery is getting the volume, and and so by default, that means Mitch is gonna get something going on. He's probably, you know, a 240-yard, two-touchdown with 55 to 65 yards on the ground. You know, I'll take that from my quarterback. 
you know, maybe he gets three touchdowns because Montgomery takes a pass and makes it to the end zone. I like the Bears. The Bears. I just, I just didn't know you let Ryan Pace fill out your ranking for him this week. I mean, you know, QB nine. Christmas came early for Mitch. Uh, you know, I, I actually like him as a play uh, this week too, especially in Superflex, which probably means this is the week he gives you uh, 105 passing yards and three interceptions because we're all on the uh, Mitch Trubisky train. I'm all in on him too. I have him, I think, at 11. So I'm, I'm with, I'm, I'm close to Dennis. Not all the way in, but I'm right there. He's been phenomenal. And you know, so Ryan, talk- Ryan Pace's brother did yours. Yes, he did. I submitted himself. it to him. You know, I've been busy the past couple of days, so I sent it to him to see if he'd help me out. But I mean, we talked about it on Monday. We both agreed that Chicago messed this up by not picking up his fifth year option, and now they might end up having to pay him or not have a quarterback well, who's actually been good. They cut- they kind of should. I I bet Chicago at worst finishes eight and eight because I think, you know, not to jump ahead in picks, but I have a hard time believing any of us are on the, the Jaguar train oh, this yes, week. Baby. So you're not going to be a super high pick. And the way Mitch, it finally feels like this offense has figured it out. Might have saved, you know, we were talking midseason. Was Nagy going to get fired? Was Pace going to get fired? They might have saved their job and Mitch saved them. Now they just got to make sure they get Robinson back. Uh, for Jacksonville, Robinson won't practice all week, but they're saying that he will likely play uh, outside of Robinson. I don't think you can play anybody else, at least in my opinion. As much as I love Chark, you just you can't fire him up. Um, so unless you guys have somebody else, go ahead and throw him out there. Other than that, are you concerned about Robinson at all, uh, who's obviously been phenomenal all season long but is dealing with an ankle injury? Well, I think you you take that defensive line and those linebackers and you match James Robinson with a bum ankle up against it. It's it. I love James Robinson, and I'm going to have to start him in a spot, but uh, I'm not expecting a, a great production out of him. Yeah, but he's been pretty stable. That's what I'm trying to look up. I, I have him in a couple of leagues. I don't think he's given you less than 10 points, so – I am a little concerned about the ankles. So what's his lowest? Yeah, his lowest for me is is 10 points in a PPR league. And that was early in the season. In this back stretch, I haven't seen less than than 12 points. To me, that feels like a pretty stable floor and, and pretty reliable when you're talking about going into to a championship game. I It's not a great matchup so i don't know if you can expect a huge explosion but he's the only jaguar i feel comfortable with and it sounds like they're more just trying to protect him and save him for the game than him being truly injured i think that's why the coach comes out and says hey you know he's got an ankle issue i'm not going to use him in practice but don't worry we're going to see him on sunday yeah, with as good as he's been all year long, I think you've got to throw him in there. It's just kind of the same thing I said about Swift early. I'd much rather lose with him in my lineup than lose with him on my bench, and he goes off. It's definitely a tough matchup. It's not not going to be easy for him, but they're going to rely on him likely more than anybody else. So so give me James Robinson. Uh, and I am taking the Bears to win, although I'd love to see Jacksonville win just because I do not want to see Justin Fields in New York. I'm taking the Bears as well. I'm taking the Bears, too, and I don't know that you guarantee you see Justin Fields in New York, even if they have the two-pick. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like New York is trending towards taking Sewell, in my opinion, at well, two. Hey, I'd love it. 
I'd love it. I don't. I just don't. Well, I take that back because I did say on another podcast here recently that I think Joe Brady could end up as their head coach, and if that happens, I would not hate Justin Fields going there. It's just more of if they decide to could. I would be stunned if they did it, but it seems like the most New York Jets thing to do to keep Adam Gase there and just be like, no, you know what? We're finally know what we're doing. We're heading in the right direction. We're gonna we're gonna figure it all out. So the three ten and one Bengals going up against the four and ten Texans. Brandon Allen, Tyler Boyd are questionable. Gio Bernard won some people. Oh, possibly. I know he won at least one person I know, my best friend, his uh chance to make it to the championship. Many other people might not have started him, but if you did. He came through for you big time. Obviously, this is a plus-plus matchup for him going up against the Texans. Are you back on the Geo train? Yeah, I I think so. I mean, that the Bengals in general look good with Finley at quarterback. Yeah. You know, I last season, uh last offseason, um before the the Finley draft my initial projections I think I had Finley at like my QB four or something but as my evaluation went on I ended up dropping him down closer to like nine or ten seven eight nine ten somewhere there's uh and rightfully so you know is is Finley gonna come on and be a, a superstar quarterback no but I do think that being in the NFL has allowed him time to grow into the position and he he looked pretty good uh Zach Taylor gave them a uh game plan that played to Finley's strengths and let him run the ball some uh you know he had a 47340 at the combine and uh, I think like an 80% burst score or something like that and so he was able to use that skill uh, last week and, and provide some uh, a, a little boost to that offense that, that they weren't getting from Allen. To me, I think they, they should leave Finley in for the next two games. Uh, I think he's your long-term backup to Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't think he has – he doesn't have the arm talent Burrow has and, and stuff, but uh, – you know, you want to get a backup that has skill set similar to your starter. Um, and I think Finley suits that more than Kyle Allen does. So let Finley play these two games. Um, you know, let him, you know, throw to A.J. Green. That was a beautiful pass he completed. Um, but it's going to be T. Higgins. I, I don't know if Boyd is going to come off the uh, concussion protocol or not. But, yeah, roll, roll Geo out there. Let Finley play. Yeah, I think I'm rolling Geo out there too because uh, it, it's a pretty good matchup against the Texans, and um, their running game was the best part of their offense. I'm also in there with Finley. You know, you know what Brandon Allen is at this point. He's okay as a backup, but you drafted Finley for a reason. It's hard to believe coming off that performance on Monday night and winning that game against the Steelers the way they did that you wouldn't give him a chance to finish the season. You drafted him for a reason. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all with you. Roll Gia, roll, and hope he doesn't throw out that like five point game. But I, I'm, I'm all in. It's a, it is a great matchup. I can't imagine he doesn't come through, especially if they can play anything close to what they did uh, there Monday night against the Steelers. For Houston, Duke Johnson's questionable. Um, you know, aside from Watson, who are you guys trusting here? I think for me, it's it's just David Johnson. I don't, I don't think I can trust any of these wide receivers. I'd love to fire up Jordan Akins, but. I, no, it's not happening. What about you guys? No, I definitely rolling David Johnson out there. Um, you know what? What he had like eleven pass receptions for a hundred yards or something last week, uh, and we know that that's well within his skill set. We've seen that before from him uh, against the Bengals. I think DJ will be able to run the ball pretty decently as well. But I'm comfortable with Brandon Cooks too. I uh, I think he's their wide receiver one. Um, if we can keep, uh, you know, all those checkdowns going to Kiki Cutie, uh, that might be good uh, for Brandon Cooks. So uh, I like Cooks as a flex option. David Johnson, I, you know, I'd be okay with, especially if you've got him. He's been a solid RB2 all year. I, I'm not confident of any of the receivers. You know, Brandon Cooks was the third best receiver by points last week. Uh, for Houston, he could have a good game. He could not. Um, and, you know, we saw a good pass defense or a good pass offense in Pittsburgh going up against the Bengals on Monday night and didn't always look that great. So I don't know that I'm super confident to start any of them in a title game. Well, I think Ben certainly is struggling with his passing. Um, I think that elbow is, is providing him with a, a lot more issues than they let on versus the kind of game that uh, Deshaun Watson um, can put up. Now, certainly the Steelers wide receivers are much better than the Texans, but the uh, I, I certainly want Watson over, over Ben. Yeah, but I think it's also – I don't know that Brandon Cooks is that much better than Kiki Cootie, to be honest. We haven't seen an exceptional – season from him yeah and he wasn't exceptional last year what if the rams moved on from him the same way they moved on from Gurley because they had their suspicions all right i am taking i guess the texans i'm taking houston so am i all right, the 10-4 and four Browns at the 1-13 and 13 at New York Jets. Chubb is starting. I think you can start Landry and Baker, in my opinion. Outside of those three, I don't feel comfortable starting the tight ends or, or Higgins or DPJ. What about you guys? Well, I'd love to be able to start Kareem Hunt. I, I feel like it's one of those games where Chubb should do his work in the first quarter and a half and then – hunting to Ernest Johnson go the rest of the way. But I, I feel like it could be a, a situation where maybe the Jets go on a, a, you know, they've started a win streak. They're turning things around. You know, they're, they want to show that, uh, that they're not tanking. All right. I can't even say that with a straight face. Fireman Ed's going to go light Adam Gase's house on fire if they win this game. And actually – I. I we may not see our friend Matt here next week. I might set my house on fire if the Jets win this game. Not just fireman Ed. No, I I I actually have uh, Chubb ranked as my RB one this this week. Uh, I feel like he's gonna. I, 
I don't know that he's going to play the fourth quarter, uh, but I feel like Chubb is going to rack up. This is one of those games where Chubb has 14 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns, breaks a couple big ones. Kareem Hunt gets lots of playing time, maybe even outsnaps him because uh, the Browns put it away fairly early. Um, you know, it's 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 tough. The jet the Jets are bad, and uh, I understand that you know that they're on a mission and they've screwed that up. So what do they have to lose now? You know, now they now they have to keep losing and and, and hope that Jacksonville. Uh, doesn't realize that they can draft Trevor Trevor Lawrence and actually wins another game, but uh, now you oh, the, I, mayor, the mayor of Jacksonville wore a Trevor Lawrence jersey after that right. last week, so I think everyone in the city is aware of their situation. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's. I, I think if I'm starting, uh, I'm probably going to lean on the Browns running backs, but that's pretty much where my comfort zone is. Yeah, I like Chubb a lot. Um, I think Baker would be decent uh, super flex option. I don't know if I'm totally sold on him in a one quarterback league. And, and Landry's been decent, uh, you know, especially with probably where you you might have drafted him. Wouldn't be a bad flex option to me. Um, but I, I think Cleveland's going to win this game pretty handily. Top t- top twelve QB every single week since the bye week. It's been he's been phenomenal, and I don't see that Jets defense slowing him down any, especially without his boy Greg Williams there now. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's but it, I mean, the question is not whether the Jets defense is good enough to slow him down, but whether he actually needs to put up much for I them. Think, to I think they're going to keep rolling with that with that passing game. I really do. They they've kind of hit a stride. I think they want to keep Baker hot for as long as possible. Uh, the Jets side. Uh, outside of, I guess, the running joke every week, outside of Dennis's boy, Braxton Berrios, we starting anybody here? I mean, again, he, he's he's wow. been looking good. I just don't think – I've also good. broken up with Braxton Berrios. I'm not starting him anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball. There's not – That is true. So, so – that being said, I think Darnold might be, you know, if, if you're looking at a low-end Superflex QB2, you know, Dar- you could probably do worse than Darnold just on volume alone. Could you? So, well, Gardner, probably maybe. not. Because, Glennon, you know, look, I'm just going to put this out there. If you're starting a Jet in your championship game, it's a cry for help. <laughs> you're not going to go out Lawrence Cager or Jeff Smith? Denzel Mims. No, they're going to have to throw. The Browns are going to be able to put up some points. And so, you know, granted, they're going to – the Jets are kick a field goal down 17 in the, you know, third quarter. That's their approach to the season. But I I feel like Darnold Darnold is going to finish inside the top 20. He'll be somewhere around 18, 19, 20. So in super flex, I suppose you could do worse. I hope not. I feel like that means the question <laughs> puts points up. But I, mean, I was hoping for an easy game Sunday. I'm, I'm taking the Browns to win, though. I'm taking the Browns yep. to win too. Browns All for right. me as well. 
The 10-4 Colts at the 11-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. Probably one of the games of the weekend here. For the Colts, you're starting Taylor with the run that he's been on. What are you guys doing with the Andy receivers? We saw Pittman go off for a couple weeks, then T.Y. Hilton. Zach Pascal was going off last week. Is this the start of the Pascal run? Which wide receiver are you trusting to put in your lineup for the Colts? I I think trust is using that word loosely, but it's T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I one one of the receivers will have a good game. Ty Hilton is probably the best if you had to choose, but I'm not playing any of them. Not after last week. I think I'm going Ty too. I just I don't I don't know what else to do. I can't I can't fathom putting Zach Pascal in my lineup. So it's just it, it's going to be Ty and hoping for the best. I just I don't see. I don't see any. It's, it's the Mo Alley Cox game. Yeah, that's probably true. Or Trey Burton. It'll be Mo yeah. Alley Cox and Trey Burton, and nobody else will do anything. No, they really, with Rivers, it's been amazing. They can support one good fantasy day receiver. A couple other, you know, maybe have mediocre days or low end flex, but only one. It's just if you don't have that one, you're screwed. On Pittsburgh's side, Ebron and Connor are questionable. Do you think that the Steelers rebound this week, and who would you feel comfortable playing? Haven't the Steelers been rebounding for three weeks? Yeah, three uh, or four, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't believe they're capable of rebounding at this point. I mean, I'm still playing Deontay Johnson, but I, I think Dennis is right. There are problems, you know, Winning glossed over some of the fact that they didn't always look great at the beginning of the season. They have looked poor of late, and I don't think this is the get-well matchup they're looking for. Yeah, I mean, Indy's got a good defense, and so it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, I would expect a relatively low-scoring game, you know, a 23-17 kind of game or 20-14 um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I think Deontay is, is the, the one, you know, if Ebron's out, it's probably one of those crazy, you know, Vance McDonald three catch for 90 yards and a touchdown. That's going to screw everybody out of, uh, screw half of the people in their playoffs because nobody starts him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Deontay. He works perfect for that that short passing game they want to use. I think that's going to be their best bet. He he, as uh, everybody was joking, he he didn't look like Deontay Dropson last week. He actually looked like the old guy, the old guy who was producing for you. So I'm all in on Deontay. That's about it. Uh, I am taking the Colts to win only because I'm probably trying to. I'm not even probably. I'm trying to put that positive juju out there to get the bat, the the great Week 17 matchup. So I'm going Colts. What about you guys? I pick Pittsburgh. This one's for you, Tony. Colts. My Colts, the team that all three of us shit on at the beginning of the year, and they have a chance to win their division. It's just, oh, that's uh, that's that's great. All right, so Ravens D versus the Giants, Browns D versus the Jets, or Bears D versus Jacksonville. I am probably Ravens. Bears. I think for me, I'm I'm gonna go the Browns. We are screwing Big T over here today. We keep going opposite. I mean, you know what? If Dennis is going Browns, I'll go Browns too. They did get Ward back. Garrett's been getting healthier and healthier. That linebacking core has been good. I just, 
I, I'll take my brownies. I think they're going to have a big game this week. So I'll go Browns too. I just feel like Jacksonville has a better shot to put up points against the Bears than the Jets do against Cleveland. You know, Fair I think enough. Jacksonville could get more yards, more points. All right, the five and nine Giants at the nine and five Ravens. Daniel Jones questionable. You starting any Giants this week? My answer is no. No. I mean, you might have to, you, by default, start Gallman. No. No. Not after last no. week. <laughs> not against the Ravens either. I don't trust him. Gallman I mean, only gets you points in my any team where, touchdowns. I don't think he's anything where I had to start Wayne Gallman has since been eliminated from playoff contention. You know, it's it's gonna be tough. You're but welcome. then again we're glad not to give you, you an answer. <laughs> I feel like that's what yeah. we did. <laughs> you know, it's it's a situation where the game the game it's going to come down to how healthy Jones is. You know, they say he's moving better this week, but there's still some issues after the throw. He's, he's not able to get into his throws. Uh, Jones is, has a history of turning the ball over anyways and going against that uh, Ravens defense. It could be, you know, he's going to have to do just enough to keep the defense honest. And that might be, Good for Gallman. You know, I don't know if I'm expecting 100 yards and two touchdowns. I'm expecting 10 carries. What are your options? 24 yards, maybe a touchdown. So, no, I'm not doing it. I'm just, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. Uh, For Baltimore side, Jackson, Dobbins, and Andrews are all in your lineup. How do you guys feel about Hollywood Brown, who has come on here, the Pats Conference? If I can avoid him, I am. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't big on him coming into the league. Uh, I will say he's he's met my expectations. You know, I guess I'll. I'll that's probably the nicest way I could put it. You know, I would. I want to see them give Dobbins twenty carries. That's what I want. I think he'll get a lot of carries. You know, the thing about Brown, he seems to be in a groove lately of catching touchdowns. It's been so many games, even last week, you know, it looked like he was not going to play until he got activated and comes and gets a touchdown. I think if you're looking for a high upside, uh, disastrous floor, uh, pick this, uh, you know, to slot into your flex. Like, let's say your projections have you losing by a lot and you want to swing for the fences, I drop him in there. Yeah, I would. I'd probably avoid him just based on what Matt just said. I'm I'm looking to get guys I trust to get me points. That's it. I don't want upside guys because upside guys bring you that disastrous floor. Because you, you, I, I don't like looking at the projection side of things just because their uh, your opponent's team could easily shit the bed even with a ton of great players on their team. You don't know what's going to happen. So for me, I'm just trying to get the best players in with the most points available to me. So I'm probably avoiding Brown this week as well, just because I do think he's got a better shot of giving you that disastrous floor than the than the high upside he's given you the past couple weeks. I'm taking Baltimore to win this game. Who are you guys picking? Baltimore. Ravens for me. The five and nine Broncos at the five and nine Chargers. Lindsey and Freeman are questionable. Gordon is probably an easy play for you guys. You trusting anybody else? I mean, is Fant healthy? 
Yes. Santa Claus yeah. is healthy. I mean, I, I that's probably the only pass catcher I trust. Um, <laughs> Tim Patrick has had a nice run. You know, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler popped off here and there. Uh, at this point, you know, using your I, I want guys I can count on, uh, you're probably not counting on any of those guys. And given the tight end is kind of a wasteland, that might make sense. You might want to pop uh, Fant into your lineup there. But I think Gordon is his uh, – I think Gordon has moved Matt from um, visceral hate to toleration. You would be incorrect. And, in fact, most uh, of Broncos' Twitter said if he doesn't get cut in the offseason, John Elway should get fired. So he's probably the best uh, play right now, but uh, if he also went and laid down in traffic, I wouldn't be disappointed. I think Fant is the other uh, one probably that you're borderline trusting. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on Fant too. I kind of forgot about him, but that is it for me. On the Chargers side, you're playing Herbert, you're playing Allen, you're playing Eckler. Anybody else? Hunter Henry? I don't Mike know. Williams. Keenan Allen fucked me last week. You know. <laughs> oh, you know. Three, three places. I, I felt like a naughty girl. He got me in three different places. It was terrible. <sighs> this one's not going to be recommended by the Focus on the Family Task Force. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, Hunter Henry had a decent game. Last week, I don't think he's the worst uh, option at tight end, but probably feel more comfortable with the other three. Uh, Dennis does raise a fair point. Allen's not really on the injury list right now, so presumably uh, he's he healthy. he did not practice today with a hamstring issue. That literally just popped up on Twitter about two minutes ago. <laughs> Allen, it was nice to know you. Yeah, so I still am throwing them out there. You know, what a, you know, it is what it is. It's but, because your team is no longer playing for a championship if you threw them out there last week. True. <laughs> they're going to they're, they're be likely without Allen, without Williams. It's going to be Jalen Guyton and Ty, Tyron Johnson. Roll those two guys out there. Uh, hope for the best. And, uh, you know, let Herbert do what Herbert does. Invest in the Herbert side of it, not in the uh, wide receiver side of the equation. All right. I am taking the Chargers to continue their win streak. What about you guys? Chargers for me. The Broncos. It's the week I catch up to Matt. Matt. These are the games that Drew Locke wins to buy himself – Another year. Another, another season of mild disappointment. Denver's tracking. They're going to beat these guys. They're going to beat the Raiders. They're going to finish 7-9 and nine again. I'm going to spend months convincing myself that they showed promise this season, uh, only to be right back off the wagon next November. Hey, okay. if, it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, you know, I've been doing that for quite a few decades myself, so I'm – I feel your pain. All right, so let's see who we at. Panthers four and ten. Carolina at six and eight. Washington CMC has been now ruled out by Coach Matt Rule. So you who who you trusting in this one? Obviously a very tough matchup. You've got Mike Davis in his stead. DJ Moore's been on fire. What are you guys doing? 
You know, I I think they're going up against a good defense. They're going to have to make some plays. Uh, the wide receivers are a little bit uh, roulette oriented, but DJ Moore's come on as of late. I feel like he's probably the safest receiver, uh, and then Robbie and Samuel will kind of have to do uh, make do with what's left over. I think. Uh, you know, Davis is the starter. He's not producing at the level he was earlier, and uh, Rodney Smith has ended up taking snaps and being productive, uh, much of the chagrin of a couple of my fantasy teams that are now playing in third place uh, instead of the championship game. But I think if you got this far uh, starting uh, Mike Davis, you're probably still starting him. Yeah, I think Davis, Moore, and Anderson are probably all considerations depending on what your other options are. It's not a great matchup, but um, those guys have had pretty solid seasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Davis and then Moore. I'm, I've, Anderson's just kind of faded. I don't know if I can trust putting him in there, but Moore has been really good. And I, I know Mike Davis has the tough matchup, but he's going to get the entire workload, I would think, running and possibly catches. Uh, so I'm still throwing Davis in my lineup. For Washington, Gibson and Smith are questionable. If Alex Smith is a go, do you trust starting him? And what do you think that does for, say, Thomas and McLaurin? Do you feel better having Smith out there or Dwayne Haskins? I don't think it matters. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like it mattered because both uh, Thomas and McLaren did pretty well with Dwayne Haskins. I think if Smith is healthy enough, they're going to start him, especially after a good old strip club incident uh, <clears throat> since Haskins was just stripped. as I forgot he was still the team captain. <laughs> it's not good enough to play, but apparently they didn't want to make him not a captain until he went to the strip club. <laughs> Uh, if Gibson is active, are you guys sliding him into your lineup at all? Is he scheduled to come back? Is he? I mean, uh, he's questionable. He hasn't yeah, been ruled out. It was questionable. He was actually practicing late last week. There, people thought he might have played last week. So, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I if he plays, I mean, he's shown himself to be a dynamic presence on the field. Uh, far surpassing what, what I expected from him. So I would be, um, if he plays and he's on my roster, I would be hard-pressed to find somebody to, to start over him. It's a decent matchup, too. Yeah. Uh, I am taking the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, locking up a playoff win, or locking up the playoff spot, beating his old team. Who are you guys taking? Washington. I took Carolina, but I'm going to switch it to Washington. It's a good pick. Good pick. The 4-9-1 Eagles at the 5-9 Dallas Cowboys. Rager is questionable. Can Hurts do it again? I I personally have Sanders in my lineup. I think he's a great play. Uh, do you guys have any questions about Sanders, and do you think Hurts can put up another heroic performance? Heroic losing performance? Yeah, has he has it really been heroic? Look, I'm I mean, talking about fantasy. He's gotten you points. That's all I care about. I don't care what the Eagles do on the field NFL wise. They're not making the playoffs, in my opinion. So I'm all about those fantasy points. I mean, Dallas is pretty bad. Philadelphia is pretty bad. Something's gotta give. Yeah. Somebody has to win it. Uh 
I, I feel like uh, Hertz is playing well enough at this point uh, that I, I think he'll be able to, to lead Philadelphia to a close victory. Um, it, I don't know. It's a crapshoot. I'm just guessing with these two teams. It's an intra-division game. Uh, they always seem to mean more, especially uh, between these two teams. And, and who knows? Uh, it, it's it's a game where there's a, there's enough people banged up. Uh, Ertz coming back off of being injured. You know, Alshon Jeffries in the in the mix, mucking things up for Philadelphia now. So uh, I don't know. And, and if Zeke is out, I honestly Zeke playing is probably worse for Dallas than if he sits out because uh, Tony Pollard has looked so good. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Hertz is going to have another decent game for fantasy, and and I like Sanders. He's uh, you know last week wasn't incredible, but. He's played uh, seemingly played well. You usually a running quarterback, which hurts his benefits a running back. Um, I think so. I think that'll be good. Uh, and I'm with with Dennis. I think Dallas would be better served if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't play. So would fantasy owners at this point in time. Yeah, I, I agree. As we, we talked about with the question earlier, Pollard seemed to be an easy pick for all of us. If Zeke is out, I just, I just don't see the point putting him back out there. He's not obviously I mean, I guess injured or has a chance to make, win their division, but I just I don't I don't know why you'd put him back out there. Uh, you've got uh is Amari Cooper the only wide receiver you feel comfortable starting out of that group with Gallup, him and CeeDee Lamb? I think Amari has the most trust from me. Uh it feels like he's just been getting he gets the consistent opportunity. Uh, any given week, it could be Lamb or it could be Gallup uh, going off as the second receiver. And so that's a little bit harder to digest, especially in, in a championship game. So uh, if I if I had to choose, uh, typically in I have, I think, one or two teams where I have rostered Gallup and C.D. Lamb this season. And in every situation when faced with the choice to start only one of them, I've always started CD. Yeah, and Gallup's banged up. He has a knee injury that's had him limited this week. Um, I think Cooper's the one I trust the most, but I, I do like Lamb. It's hard to get away from that talent. Yeah. I am taking – I think I'm going to pick the Eagles. I took the Eagles as well. I took – the Dallas yeah. freaking Cowboys. Never change, man. Never change. <laughs> the the nine and five Rams at the ten and four Seahawks. Massive game for both of these teams. Acres is out. You're obviously putting Woods and Cup in your lineup. What are you doing at the running back position? You trusting putting Henderson or Malcolm Brown in? Uh, Henderson would be the play for me. I think he has shown the explosiveness this season. Uh, he's Figured out that offense a little bit better uh, than last season. And, uh, you know, the Rams know what they have with him. And uh, they know what they have with Brown, too. And that's why when push comes to shove, they, I think, will lean Henderson over Malcolm Brown. 
Malcolm Malcolm Brown Malcolm Brown is your safe school. You know, while Henderson isn't Harvard or Yale, uh, Malcolm Brown is your safe school. Yeah, I mean, I think Henderson's the better player of the two. Um, to be honest, I don't know if I feel great about starting either of them if I'm playing for a championship. Yeah, is is. Good as Henderson was earlier in the year, I, I'm kind of with Matt on this one. I think uh, Henderson's probably the play. I don't trust putting either one in. I just the Seattle Seahawks front is really good. I, I don't. I, I'm not even sure the Rams end up winning this game. On, on Seattle's side here, you're putting in DK. You're putting in Lockett. There's just no way you can sit him. But as we've discussed for the past couple of weeks, Russ has just not been that good. What are you expecting out of him? Are you confident playing him? Uh, and do you think he can have a good game against this very good Rams defense? I think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. I actually have Russ down at QB 12 this week. You know, it's going to be whether or not uh, DK or Lockett, I think, can break off a big play or two. Um, I tend to, I feel more like it's a Chris Carson game uh, and maybe the ghost of Rashad Penny bears his head. Uh, Russ it's never changed. That's never changed. <laughs> Russ is playing. Uh, I think while he's playing smart football, um, you know, he's not exploding like he was earlier in the season. That doesn't mean he can't or that they won't. Um, I, I just, you know, maybe it has what, what is Russ? He's 30, 31 now. He's starting to get into that next stage of his career. Uh, and with the running game they have, DK Metcalf, uh, he doesn't have to carry the team like he used to. So uh, I think Russ will be fine. He's going to be – I got him, at, like I said, at 12. So he, he's a low-end one, high-end two. So if Rashad Penny goes for 100 yards, how many tweets should we expect to see from you on Sunday afternoon? <laughs> Fucking all of them. All yeah. of them. <laughs> oh, man. 12 yards. To answer your question, I'm not that confident in, in Russ right now. Last week was pretty brutal in the playoffs where I left Herbert on the bench in a couple of places to play Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm not doing that this week. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Russ is gonna show up. He's this is a massive game, but I, I'm not. If you're asking me on a trust scale, I'd probably say like a five. I'm just he's been really bad these past couple weeks, so I I don't well, feel confident. He's not, not been terrible. He's just been average. I mean, we're used to seeing like super Russ. Yeah. I am taking the Seahawks to win, though. Me too. So am I. All right, we are back, Cameron. It's gonna be a. Uh, Fun game. We need we need Indy to come through for us, man. Indy needs to beat Steelers, make uh, Week 17 a lot more fun for us Browns fans. Uh, Tennessee, 10-4 and four at the 11th and 3 Green Bay Packers. Derrick Henry has got to keep rolling, right? I mean, he's playing one of the worst rush defenses in the league in the Packers. Outside of him, are Davis and Brown in your lineups? You picking one or the other? Boy, it's a tough call. I... I think right now I'm leaning Davis. Um, Davis just seems to be getting a little bit more volume. And Brown, uh, 
makes up for it with his super high efficiency. But I'm, uh, for whatever reason, I, as much as I like AJ Brown, I've developed a little bit of trust in Corey Davis this this year. You know, I don't know how many, I don't know how many passing plays Tennessee's going to have with Derrick Henry and the Packers giving up the fifth most fantasy points to uh, running backs. Uh, Henry may carry the ball forty times. You know, yeah, keep, I mean, keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Henry's only 321 yards shy of 2,000, and we know that's a, a big goal for him. So I think he keeps the roll and keeps going. In terms of the receivers, you know, I like A.J. Brown. I, I think he's the better of the two guys. I also think he's more likely to get Jair Alexander, in which case Davis may be the better play for fantasy. Agreed, because Jair Alexander is that dude. I mean, I, I love that kid. So I'm I'm all with you guys on Corey Davis, which is just weird to say in championship week of 2020 that we're all in on Corey Davis of all wide receivers. Corey Davis and Rashad Penny, that's how you get your title. That's it. From Dennis first. 2020, baby. On the Packers side, do we see Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers bouncing back? Wasn't a horrible week for them last week, but it hasn't been what they were doing. Uh, Tennessee's secondary is uh, god-awful, I think is the polite way to put it. So do they bounce back this week? You know, Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers things, and that's pass the ball to Devontae Adams. So I would expect a big game for Devontae. Um, the challenge being how many possessions are the Packers going to get if Derrick Henry is, you know, chewing up six or eight yards of pop and, and Mike Vrabel says, you know, we have a better chance of winning this game with Aaron Rodgers on the sideline than we do with Aaron Rodgers on the field. It's going to be a, a really interesting, uh, war of wills between Rodgers and uh, that Green Bay offense and their big playability and uh, Tennessee and Derrick Henry and their ability to just grind the grind the clock and, and run the clock. Uh, this might be probably the game I'm looking most forward to this week. Uh, it's the juxtaposition of offenses are going to be something. And – you know, an interesting thing I saw earlier this week was a comparison that mentioned something about Aaron Jones being, you know, the next Alvin Kamara, which to me is like, okay, I see that. He's as great a runner as, as Jones is, man. He is like Kamara in the passing game. He can do a, a lot in the passing game. So, uh, you know, I love me some Aaron Jones. And uh, but yeah, if I had to put money down, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money on Rodgers. Well, I take that back. I'm gonna put it on Adams because Rodgers can easily have a game where he throws the ball 25 times, 14 of them go to Devonte Adams, and Rodgers gets 200 yards uh, and three touchdowns or two touchdowns, and Devonte Adams racks up the points, but Rodgers doesn't. Yeah, I'm with Dennis. I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. Um, you know, I don't think it was a terrible game for Adams and Rodgers last week. They just didn't need them to win. Uh, you know, Jones was was going off, so he, he saw what he needed. Tennessee uh, has struggled to defend the pass all season. I think we're going to see a, you know, Adams is going to start a new touchdown streak. 
I, I hope so. And I think the one thing that'll help the Packers in that, is, or at least for us fantasy owners, is if the Packers do get up a couple touchdowns on Tennessee quick, that they'll start to move away from Derrick Henry a little bit. And that'll obviously increase our chances of getting uh, Adams points really quick before we uh, pick the game. Do you think with that happening, this might hurt Aaron Jones a little bit in this game? Who's obviously been pretty good this year as well. Sitting at RP five, which I don't think any of us expected. I think we all expected him to drop a little bit. And without the missed games, he might have been right up there like RB2 again, uh, like he was last year. You know, Aaron Jones has 1,000-1,000 potential. I mean, he's an excellent pass receiver, dynamic runner. We've seen – it was a little disappointing last week when he broke that one and he got caught. So he, he doesn't maybe have 80-yard long speed. He has more 65-yard long speed. Uh, which is still fast, but uh, no, I think Jones is fine. I think Jones will be fine too. All right, I'm taking the Packers to win this one. What about you guys? Taking Packers. Tennessee. All right, last it's the game. game. It's the game that ties me up or puts me past <laughs> Matt right there. The last game of uh, Week 16, the Buffalo Bills, 11-3 and at the 6-8 and New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Diggs questionable. Uh, you guys concerned at all about Diggs if they announce he plays, or uh, if he doesn't, who's the wide receiver you would lean on? If, they, if Diggs is out, um, I don't think it's necessarily a question of who are you going to lean on because Cole Beasley has shown – uh, Diggs can get his and Beasley gets his. So then it comes down to uh, what's Gabriel Davis going to do. And we've seen him start to use Dawson Knox more in the passing game. Uh, the, the running running backs are coming around. Singletary's doing well in the passing game. So Diggs being questionable, uh, I would think against New England, you know, they'll – still find their way to do things. They'll run the ball uh, a little bit more probably, but it'll come down to Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox really picking up the slack. Beasley will get his 12 targets and 10 catches. Yeah, if uh, Diggs is active, I'm playing him, um, you know, because I think he's just been too good. If he's out, I think he bumps up Davis and Singletary for me. Yeah, uh, I think if Diggs is out, it's all Beasley. Uh, He's, you know, we had we had Bob Lung on earlier in the year, and he told us about it. And man, has Beasley not disappointed at all? New England, Damian Harris questionable. We talked about it earlier with the Bills defense. Obviously, do you guys feel comfortable playing any Patriots? No, nope. I am with you guys. Nikhil Harry, maybe. Uh, that's a joke. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills, too. Bills for All me right. as well. Matt, you want to look up the, the pigskin pick'em stuff really quick? Do you have it available? Yeah, I have it, I have it pulled up. So these our, well, let's do these questions really quick, and then we'll do it. Pittsburgh defense or Carolina, and should I start Young Hoku or the Dallas kicker? Definitely Young Hoku because he's been phenomenal all season long. I don't – I don't. well, yeah, I'd still probably go Young Hoku. Pittsburgh Dallas kicker is Greg Zerline. Yeah, but Young Hoo has been like the best kicker like for fantasy all, yeah, it's, all season long. Th- this is this is a Young Way Koo season. So I'm taking Young Way Koo in the Pittsburgh defense. Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh as well. I ain't trusting Carolina. No way, no how. 
Taking Pittsburgh's defense and Greg the leg. Absolutely go Browns. Massive, massive week for us. And yes, I, I think you've got to. They they said that they've rest they're resting him because uh they want him to be healthy for the game. He's really the only thing they've got. I don't I don't think I don't think you can trust uh I, I think he's going to be fine. As Matt mentioned when we talked about that game, he has put up less or he has not put up less than ten points all season long. I think he's going to do the same thing this week. All right, uh, so go ahead and give us the update on Pigskin Pick'em. So in uh, the network group, uh, we we all had pretty good uh, weeks uh, last week. Uh, you and Dennis got 13 right. Uh, me and Lindsay got 12 right. Uh, so you are at 153. I'm 10 back at 143. Dennis making the comeback is at 139. Um, and then in our uh, Discord channel, uh, grouping. I think this is the one you were most excited about. Uh, Justin only had 11 last week, so he made up two. He's got 154. You are at 153, coming dangerously close to uh, to catching him with two weeks. Uh, Rob is at 148, uh, a little bit back of both you guys, and then I'm at 143 in fourth. You know what the most frustrating part about that is, too? was that Thursday night game that I forgot there was a Thursday night game and I didn't pick the Eagles to win. I didn't put it in. I picked it when we did our show, but I forgot to put it in. We would be tied right now. It would make things very interesting. All right, last question before we get out of here. Kiki Kuti or Jeff Wilson Jr.? I am going Jeff Wilson. Who are you guys? Wilson. Yeah, Eileen Wilson. All right, so that will do it for us today. You will not see us again until – Monday, where me and Matt will be back recapping and talking week 16. We'll then start probably just transitioning to some some dynasty stuff. Uh, not a lot of teams play week 17. We'll still discuss week 17, but we'll start transitioning more toward our offseason content. Everybody uh, who has listened, paid attention, jumped into YouTube, everything, thank you. Hope you've had a great year. Merry Christmas to you guys. Have a happy holiday as well. And enjoy the games this weekend and enjoy your family. If you're able to spend time with them. Right on. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. If you got your popcorn ready. I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me. Golly. Only tackle the the point line. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can!